Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. All right, friends, I'm so excited to come to you today. Um, My kids just went back to school, and it's the first time they've been in school since March 2020, so it's really strange and quiet around here, and I'm kind of loving it. So I wanted to talk to you today about a tool that I have loved. I learned about it probably starting in the summer of 2017, and it has changed how I look at every problem in my life. Um, so right now I'm going through the life coach school with Brooke Castillo and there's lots of tools that she helps her coaches offer to help us to see what's happening in our minds. But one of my top favorites is what Brooke calls the self-coaching model. And like I said, this tool is a way to solve any problem in your life. It's one of the main ways that I help my clients solve their problems and to see what's happening and to see what results are getting created in their lives and if it's something that they want to continue or something that they want to change. So um, the self-coaching model consists of five components, the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, the actions, and the result. I think a lot of times we focus on thoughts and feelings and we don't really um, keep going and thinking about what the actions are and what the results are. And so I think that putting all of it into one model really helps to complete it. And when you understand the first component of it, the circumstance, everything becomes clearer. So what is the circumstance? Well, like a circumstance sounds like, it's the facts of any situation. So for instance, like, the time, like 10 o'clock AM, it's a fact. You could dispute it in the court of law. I mean, depends on what time zone you're in, but if we all agree, like we're in a time zone, like the Eastern time zone, everybody looks at their clocks, it's 10 o'clock. Another circumstance could be the city that you live in. Let's say that, um, that you live in Atlanta. The city you live in is a fact. Like we could prove that you live in Atlanta. You've got a home address, you've got a house, an apartment, whatever. You live in Atlanta. Another circumstance could be what season the weather is in. Could be in fall, spring, summer. Right now we're in the tail end of summer. And according to our calendars, you can prove that what the season is. So the big thing to remember is that the circumstance is neutral. The facts are neutral. We have different thoughts about the facts, but the circumstance is neutral. And that brings me to the next point, which is our thoughts. And our thoughts are anything that you think about a fact, or as I called it before, a circumstance. We have thousands of thoughts a day. Some we have access to because they're intentional. And some we might not even recognize that we're having that thought because it's just, it's subconscious, or it's just something that we're not aware of yet, something that we haven't. Um, dug into to understand. So 
Speaking of thoughts, you go back to our time example. Let's say that you had an appointment at 10 o'clock a.m. So that could be the circumstance that the appointment time is 10 o'clock. We can prove that. Somebody might think that this is early or someone might think that this is late in the day to have an appointment. Everybody has different thoughts about that circumstance. Think about the city. Um, If you were to live, like I said, in Atlanta, that could be your favorite city. Or someone else could be living in Atlanta and think, hey, I can't wait to move. I can't wait to get away from this city. They have different thoughts about the circumstance, about the city they live in, Atlanta. If you think about our season circumstance, right now, like I said, it's the tail end of summer. Someone might not care what the season is, like might just be like, eh, whatever, it's the weather, not important to them. That would be their thought. doesn't matter what season it is. That's still a thought. Um, another person could be wanting the weather to stay the same. That's pretty pleasant. It's a little bit hot right now. It's the end of August. Um, but somebody could be thinking, I want the weather to just stay like this. I don't want it to be getting uh, closer to winter. Or someone could be ready for the next season. So those are all the thoughts that we could have about that fact. So whatever thought you have in your mind is creating a vibration in your brain. A neural pathway is triggered in your mind when you think a thought. Our bodies interpret these vibrations and sensations as feelings and emotions. So that brings us to the third part of the self-coaching model, feelings. So what is a feeling? We know happy, sad, mad, scared, but there are more emotions than we probably have names for. Um, However we feel is directly dictated by the thoughts we are thinking about any given circumstance. So the neural pathways that vibrate when we think a thought create a cascade of memorized events in our bodies that create things that we call emotions or feelings. I kind of use them interchangeably here. So for example, when I feel fear, I start to feel a tightness in my chest. I might even feel that tightness before I'm even aware of what I'm thinking, but I wouldn't have had that feeling of the tightness in my chest if I hadn't had a thought first, because our thoughts create our feelings. So if we go back to the time example, um, let's say that you had that appointment at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, Let's say you were running late for it. If somebody had, so you're, you're going to the appointment, you check your GPS, you're going to be five minutes late. You might have a thought like, oh no, I'm going to be late. That thought about the circumstance of what time you'll arrive at the appointment is what's causing your feeling. And if you're thinking something like, oh no, I'm going to be late, it's causing some sort of fear or scarcity feeling in your body directly caused by the thought, oh no, I'm going to be late. Let's think about the city example. So let's say that you live in Atlanta and you think this is the perfect city for me. That thought, this is the perfect city for me, is what's going to create your feeling of gratitude, happiness, contentment, whatever it is. But that thought, this is the perfect city for me, is what's creating that feeling, not the city. 
Because we know there's plenty of people in Atlanta that don't want to be in Atlanta. Atlanta is neutral. It's the thought that you have about Atlanta that's creating your feeling about the circumstance Atlanta. Let's look at the season example. Like I said, it's late August, late summer here. If you have the thought, I can't wait for it to be fall. I'm just ready for fall. But the circumstance is that it's August and it's still summer. That thought, I can't wait for it to be fall, could create the feeling of impatience or mostly just impatience is what I would think. For me, I would think that. But other people might be not wanting it to start to get cooler. They might want to still have time to go to the beach or something. So somebody might be thinking, um, I just want it to stay August forever. And that could leave you feeling a little disappointed because you know it's not going to last forever. But August and late summer is neutral. Those feelings that we have about it are just because of what we're thinking about it. It's good to be aware of these feelings because our feelings are what directly drives our actions. So for example, when I feel sad, I might start to feel tears come to my eyes. I might want to withdraw and be a little more inward because of how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling sad in that moment, it's not likely that I'm going to want to leave my house and go make friends or do something like that. Those kind of actions come from a different feeling. Sadness doesn't drive a feeling of wanting to be social for me, maybe for other people, but for me, it doesn't drive that action. The action, like leaving my house and wanting to go make friends, that comes from more of a feeling uh, for me of excitement or newness, like um, that excitement that I might be thinking, oh, I might make a friend today. I feel excited. Then I'm going to go out. But The point of it is that this is our fourth component of the self-coaching model, which is actions. So let's look again at the time example. If you are quote unquote running late to your 10 o'clock appointment, GPS says you're going to get there at 10.05 instead of 10 o'clock and you're thinking, oh no, I'm going to be late. And then you're feeling worried or anxious. Some of the things that you're going to be, those, that fear And that anxiousness is going to drive your next actions. Think about how you'd be driving in the car. Would you be paying attention to the scenery outside? Would you be um, paying attention to your speed and trying to stay within the limit? Or are you going to look at that GPS and be like, I can beat that time. I got to get there and feel the, and start to maybe drive a little bit more erratically or start to um, get upset at the other drivers because they're not going as fast as you want them to go. Those actions are coming from that feeling of fear. Oh no, anxiety coming from that thought. Oh no, I'm going to be late. If you think about our city example with Atlanta, if you are thinking Atlanta is the perfect city for me and you're feeling gratitude or contentment, whatever that brings up for you, your actions are going to be um, driven by that gratitude or that contentment. And that's what your brain is going to focus on. You are going to take more actions. Like if you think that Atlanta is the perfect city for you, 
You're going to go look for things to do in Atlanta. You're going to go look for um, activities. You're going to look for ways to maybe beautify your environment, your home, because this is the perfect place for you. And then um, if you think about our season example, um, if you can't wait for it to be fall, but it's August right now. And that creates that feeling of impatience because you're thinking, I can't wait for it to be fall. Then your actions are going to be um, driven by that feeling of impatience. And you might be counting down the days until the weather's cooler. You might be um, like anticipating the, the timing and not enjoying the present moment right now because you're impatient for the next moment to come. The final piece of the self-coaching model is the results. The result is the things in our life that we are either happy we're getting or we want to change. For example, with our time example, the time that we are arriving for the doctor appointment or whatever appointment, that 10.05, that time is neutral. But we're thinking, oh no, I'm going to be late, causing us to feel anxious or potentially our actions from that feeling of anxiety. So we're potentially driving erratically, making frantic movements, not paying attention to the road, maybe getting frustrated with other drivers. And in essence, all of those actions are leading us to make sure that we are going to be late. Um, in that example, we're not even open to the possibility that the doctor office might be running late or any other options even if the doctor never knows that we are late, we are experiencing all the negative um, side effects of being quote unquote late to the appointment. That thought, oh no, I'm going to be late. For the city example, the result that we get from the actions that we took is that we're proving to ourselves that Atlanta is the perfect city for us. And for the season, we're proving that we're not enjoying the present season because we can't wait for it to be over. All of that is driven by the start, our thought that created that feeling of impatience, our actions, and our result. Okay, so why is this important? A lot of the time we think that if we could just control the circumstance, that everything will be better. And sometimes you can change the circumstance. But in a lot of ways, the work to do is to decide if you like the results that you are getting that are ultimately being created by your own thoughts. If you don't, then it's time to look at alternative perspectives or to unwrite that story that you're clinging so tightly to. Why do we hold on so tightly to the stories that are hurting us? Because it's what we're familiar with. We think that we can control situations if we resist or fight against them. But the truth is, most of the time, we were never in control in the first place. I want you to think about an example. I'm going to give you a little story. What if you, I want you to think about if you were going on a zip line. If you were at the top of the platform of the zip line, we know it's pretty tall and there's a good drop off, you might be thinking thoughts that are creating fear. Now, when you put the harness on, you might start to feel reassured. And you might think it's because you have the harness on that you start to feel less fear and you feel reassured. 
but it's not the harness that's providing the safety and control. It's you thinking that the harness provides the safety. Your thoughts are what is driving your feeling of safety and security. Okay? So now let's think of everyday life. If you're feeling scared and you start to control everything, that might give you a false sense of security because we really aren't control of many of the circumstances in our lives. We are in control of our thoughts, but many circumstances are just the facts of life. I like to think about going in a plane versus driving in a car. Lots of people are terrified of flying in a plane versus driving a car. And it's not because cars are safer than planes. They're actually not. You're far more likely to get into a car accident. But you think that you have more control over the car than the plane. And that thought is what is creating the fear about the plane. Not going on the plane. The circumstance is neutral. And you can see that it's not even true that planes are dangerous if you're used to getting into a car multiple times a day, which is evidentially more dangerous. My point in all of this is that we think that our thoughts protect us, but in many ways they don't. Life coaching and being coached is all about learning mental flexibility in the way we think and view our lives. It's about having your back on what you want to believe and finding new beliefs and thoughts that serve you better so you can get to the results that you want to. I love using the model because it points us directly to where the problems lie, not in the diagnosis or the doctor you have or the divorce or the place you live. The problem lies in thinking that we know best, even if it's hurting us, because our brains at a primitive level would rather be right than feel better. It's beginning to unlearn what we thought was helpful at one time and coming up with a better way to do things than we thought of before. I used to think that the more I did, the better of a person I was. That thought did not serve me well when I got my diagnosis because my lack of energy prevented me from doing a lot of what I used to do. When I thought thoughts like, I'm lazy or I can't do anything, those prevent, I felt discouraged, which caused me to avoid doing what I wanted to do in the first place. It caused me to not even try a little, to stop altogether, which led to my result of me proving that I was lazy or proving that I wasn't doing anything because I wasn't trying to do even a little bit because I thought I can't do anything. When I began to adopt thoughts that gave me better results, like I can do a little bit or I'm going to take care of myself and do what I can. Those thoughts created compassion, that feeling of compassion, which led to my actions of me doing what little I could at the time while taking care of myself. Embracing the power of and statements in my thought has helped me to feel encouraged and motivated rather than falling back into old thinking patterns that result in me not getting anything done. Because when I think the thought I'm going to take care of myself and do what I can. That creates the result of me doing what little or big things that I can do and taking care of myself at the same time. 
I'm excited to teach you more tools that I like to use on the podcast and in my own coaching practice. Until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's coach together today. Hope you have a wonderful week creating beauty wherever you go.